Year after year, one of the most consistent items on my do something list is to have fun with fashion. Exploring my personal style has added more joy to my everyday life and helped me feel more like myself on the regular. However, I have found that there are some brands I would love to explore more, but they are out of my typical price range, or there's the it item that I would love to try out, but without the commitment of keeping it. Enter Armoire. With a clothing rental membership from Armoire, you can build the perfect wardrobe with brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. All you have to do is take a five minute style quiz and select items from your dynamic personalized closet. The styles show up at your door in as little as two days. Then when you're ready for new clothes, just swap them out for more new to you styles. I just did my quiz and have selected a few dresses for the summer from Bowdoin, one of my favorite brands that I can't typically afford. And I also got a double breasted black blazer from a new to me designer, a classic item that I have been on the hunt for, but too scared to commit to until I know it's the one. For you expecting mamas, for those who are working or those who are style obsessed, who want to switch out your wardrobe with quality pieces without the designer prices, check out this woman owned company that has your style and your sustainability in mind. Right now, my listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash progress. That's armoire.style, A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash progress to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try Armoire today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You are listening to About Progress. This is episode 325, Nourish Your Passions Into Your Purpose with Nikki Innocent. I have mentioned a few times this whole idea of a hero's journey that was studied and so beautifully taught by Joseph Campbell, who is an archaeologist and mythologist, all these amazing isms, I guess. (laughs) And one of the things that he said is for us to live our own hero's journey is that we need to follow our bliss. Follow your bliss. Let it lead you to what is next and direct your life. I absolutely love that statement and I absolutely hate it. (laughs) Follow your bliss because it's equal parts inspiring and defeating, especially when you're like, I don't even know what my bliss is. Another word for bliss is passion. We hear this a lot nowadays where people say your passion should be your work. You put your passion into your children, whatever it is. Well, what are passions anyway? And how do they lend themselves to living out a life with purpose? Well, if you're confused, which I totally was before this interview, that is why I'm so excited to bring this interview I have today 
with Nikki Innocent, who is totally a passion cultivator, not only in herself, but in other women. Now, she does this primarily within leadership and business for female entrepreneurs, but today she's going to talk about how we as everyday females can make passions happen in our lives and how we can live them out with purpose. Do not get intimidated by this. Do not discount yourself from listening because you think these should be innate, that they should be easily said and described, that you should just be able to have a finger pointed at you and you should be able to list all the passions that you have, especially if you have been so overwhelmed and burned out by life that passions just seems like the last thing you should be worried about. We get that. And this episode is still for you. Nikki will teach you how to even pick up on what your passions are and how to practically nourish these seeds of passions into ways of living them out with purpose that you can create. Welcome to About Progress. I am your host, Monica Packard, and I don't want you to just listen to this show. I want it to change you. This community of progressors empowers women to take on radical growth via sustainable changes. Are you motivated and ready to grow in your identity, purpose, and productivity? You can when you remember that life is about progress, not perfection. A few months back, I asked you to fill out a survey on identity, what it means to you, why it matters to you, why you want to get one. And one of the themes that came up a lot in the survey answers was that if I had a better sense of who I was, if I had a stronger identity, if I had a sense of self, I'd be able to know what decisions to make. And the way that the women describe this is it applied to both the everyday decisions as well as big life choices. I want to help you become a more confident decision maker. And that is why I'm taking everything that I have leaned into and learned about and discovered from learning from you into creating a class that is going to help you learn how decision-making is really a skill and we can all learn it. And as part of learning that skill, we have to undo the lies that we are currently believing about decision-making. One of those lies is that we have to make the quote unquote right decision. If you are interested in this, I'd love for you to attend my free class on March 31st by going to aboutprogress.com forward slash free class. That's aboutprogress.com forward slash free class. I cannot wait to teach you there. And another thing I'm excited about is March 31st, we are dropping my newest course, Finding Me, which has been years in the making. If you want to be first in the know, make sure you are on our go-getter newsletter by going to aboutprogress.com forward slash go-getter. Nikki, I'm so happy to have you on About Progress. Thank you for being here. I am so stinking excited. Thank you for having me. Let's just go back to the root of being human, which I think really is just this longing to be made for more, to feel like your life matters and that there's substance to it and that you're here for a reason. We're going to be talking about passions today with you. And before we kind of go into the discussion, I was just curious about your own crossroads with this, like your own path to figuring out that, Hey, this is something I want too. like, I, I, I want to feel like I can have a purpose and passion in my life and just a little bit more of your story that way. Oh my goodness. So the word passion is one that I think is such an interesting word that depending on what your relationship that is, you either are like all lit up about, about it, or you're kind of rolling your eyes. You're like, yeah, you all tell me I should find my passion everywhere. Sure. Great. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 
But my belief is, is that everybody really does have passion within them and that passion can change. It can be a really big, juicy, every move that you make in your life, every thought that you have is around this big passion, or it can be something small. Specifically, when we're talking about passion and I know purpose, to me, it's what keeps you going? What lights the fire? What are your light up moments? What keeps you moving forward? And so I lead with all that because I will tell you for a good 30 years of my life, I didn't really know what the passion and purpose of Nikki was. Mm -hmm. I knew what people told me equated to happiness or success or being good at something looked like. And so I followed so many kind of external formulas for what happiness would look like and happiness and passion and purpose all were the same thing because, you know, it, it kind of feels like fairy tales. But what I realized was I was showing up and doing well and like all of the things on my personal and professional resume, all those boxes were getting checked off. But that kind of internal, <laughs> the internal metric of like, is my cup getting filled here? Am I able to sustain any kind of energy? Am I in relationships with the, my family, my friends in a way that I want to be? That water jug wasn't getting filled up. And so five years ago, I actually got to a spot where I was realizing that I was going at the problem the same way every time. I, I kind of had this moment of, I don't have any more energy to even pull. Mm. I, I burnt out so hard that mm. I can try 17 different ways to do this, but really all 17 different ways are the same. It's, I always think about this. It's the same character, but different costumes. Like what if I just actually understand who the character is rather than trying to be somebody else in different clothes. And so much of my path in these last five years has been really connecting back to like younger version of me before yeah. all the social programming, before the like, here's how to be a good student. Here's how to be a good I guess, employee, be a good friend and whatever that quote unquote good is like, that is just how to be, I always think about it as like being a robot of what people think is the way to do it rather than really listening to the internal passions and the purpose that shows up and sparks in me differently than other people. I have a podcast called Checkbox Other. Those things that I am other or different, or maybe even too much for this world about, if those things, instead of being something I need to shove to the side so I can become a better robot, instead, if I leaned into those things, what would show up and how would I live my life differently? And how might I actually have energy that sustains itself? That discovery and that belief has been something that I think has been showing itself to me through my whole life. And I may or may not have paid attention at different times, but I also think that it's something that you don't just get the answer one day and then you're done. It's something that is constantly a part of your progress. Yeah. You know, yeah. we're about progress here. <laughs> and so I think that it's something to not make yourself feel like you have to have that mountaintop moment that you find it all is good and it's all downhill from there. Mm -hmm. I think it's really about understanding how that shows up for you and trying to really tune into how that shows up because it'll show up in different parts of your life when you get used to it. Yeah. I love how you just described that. That's something I was just talking about with coaching clients. In fact, that, you know, we're never done. Like when you, right. if you're into hiking, which I am, you know, you get, well, cause I live next to the mountains. When you get to a summit, you think it's the summit and it's not, there's another one usually behind you, unless you're on Everest. And that's kind of the excitement. If you really just embrace, Oh, this isn't a one and done thing. It's not just going to come overnight or it won't just arrive perfectly either. It's going to be a constant uncovering Then I think you give, that gives you permission to just explore oh it in a different way. I, I was curious. So I think people who are listening are probably going to think, well, what's the difference between a 
passion and purpose? Are they synonymous? Does passion come first? Is it separate? I have some thoughts, but I'd love to hear yours. I feel like passion is the thing that's like that. And again, maybe it's just how we use it in the English language. It's that burning part, right? That thing Mm -hmm. that is kind of undeniable. It can be something that your brain doesn't necessarily register, but your body might be telling Mm -hmm. you. In our language, we tend to really make synonyms of things that aren't. And what ends up happening with a lot of that is that we dilute so many wonderful words and so many wonderful meanings. So we can easily, you know, just like shortcut right? Not actually have to feel the emotion or feel the clues and feel the body's wisdom as we're, as we're learning these things. And so I feel like passion, at least for when I work with clients and for my own personal journey has really been when like, I got to know how my body lights up Mm. and how, like, even I'm sure as you're listening to this, you can hear there are times when I get First of all, I have like a smile on my face when I get excited about things, right? I can't control that. (laughs) I talk really fast. I get really excited. And those are things that my mind isn't actively being like, oh, here we go. She's excited. Let's do that. It's, It's just part of how when I'm feeling passionate about something, this stuff shows up. Once I understand how that shows up and trust that, but I think purpose is actually trying to figure out how you can apply the things that you know and learn about yourself, about the world around you to really foster a situation where your passion gets to live and breathe and grow. Mm. I think the part of passion that's so beautiful is that it has this opportunity to be so contagious. It has this ability to really amplify other people and bring other people along and light fires under other people or light movements that go forward. I have this belief that, you know, there's a, there's a reason that you have that passion and there's a reason that you are uniquely who you are in this world. Cause it actually is going to make a difference whether you see that or not just by living your life, the way you're meant to, you have this ripple effect everywhere. So yeah, passion to me is that kind of, I guess kind of the unconscious piece of it. That's like, hmm. try not to meddle too much, allow that to be what it is and trust those things that are showing up for you, those light up moments. And then the purpose part is like, how can I apply that? And how can I actually allow myself to understand, okay, if I define my purpose here, but it's not actually lighting me up after I do, maybe I need to find out what that purpose looks like differently. Mm-hmm. And I love that we've come to this knowledge, both, you know, individually on our own separate paths. We might use different language for it. One of the things we've kind of said a lot on about progress lately is to look for the seeds. And that's kind of what I think we're connecting on passion in your language is like seeds in my language, like looking for those things that light you up, that help you feel like yourself. And as you lean into them, then you can consciously live them out. I, I adore how you set that up. I know that a lot of women are afraid of the word passion, just like you said earlier, Mm -hmm. because it does seem either too much or too out there or not possible for them. Like, how can I have passions when I can barely wake up at a decent hour, get to bed at a decent hour, take care of myself, my responsibilities? Where's the room for that? What would you say to that woman? There's a part of me that wants to go like full on soapbox of all the reasons that that that's showing up for you, because there's a whole lot of external features that are telling us as women to clamp down and tamp down those things that show up for us, mm-hmm. that they are too much. They are too, you know, when people talk about being too woo or being too kind of outside the box, we're not really there. There's a lot of aspects of uh, women's leadership and feminine leadership that, you know, I do a lot of work in that are really tapping into that. But before I dive into that soapbox, I want to acknowledge the fact that we are in a time and a place that this like hustle culture 
-hmm. whether it be that you're hustling to get like everything on your to-do list done, whether that be that, you know, you've got to pick up this from here and that from there. And you've got to be all these different versions of yourself throughout the day to please everybody's needs. So really, this is why I always try to focus on when I talk to clients, I'm like, it doesn't need to be groundbreaking. Yeah. Initially, the point is to really find what makes you excited. What like gets your engine to turn up a little higher? What makes it feel like maybe if you've been driving your car and it feels like the emergency brake has been up and you're like going against the resistance, what makes it feel like that has eased a bit? So it doesn't necessarily need to be like, I am amped about everything. What just might feel like there's a little bit more space because when we're constantly looking to find the one thing, it is also very much like we were talking about, about like trying to find the perfect path to the summit of the mountain. It's the, how do we find our one happily ever after? And we're again, so often trying to do that through someone else's formula that -hmm. will make us feel like there's something flawed in us instead of realizing that like that path is the part where you're going to learn the most. And that path is uniquely yours. Instead of trying to like pick up 150 pound dumbbell the first time, start with two pounds. Start with two pounds and understand what it feels like for your bicep to learn that muscle movement. So for whatever your passion muscle is or your purpose muscle is, or whatever you want to call it, learn what it feels like. Even if it's a really easy lift, get familiar with that feeling so that when the weight starts getting heavier, you have the capacity to do that without, you know, overstraining your muscles or also without exhausting yourself for the rest of everything else you need to do in life. The world is a place right now where there is so much being asked of us. It is something to be acknowledged and honored, but also that there's still room. There are still ways that your body is showing up and lighting up around you each and every day, even if you're not completely aware or conscious of it. Mm-hmm. And about progress speak, I guess we call that do something, you know, you just do yes. something, you, you start somewhere and you, and you start small and you build and build and build. And it's more about just looking for those signs of recognition. Like you said, where you feel like yourself. And one thing I kind of cued into is you're right. When I think about passions, I think about high energy and like lots of work and like really going for it, lots of sacrifice. And I'm hearing different from you in ways that are really comforting. It can be about slowing down and settling in. Yes. That's revolutionary to me. Oh, good. I come from a place in my career and in my life that like, I had to have all of the bullet points ready. I had to, you know, do the work, have the answers to the questions before anyone ever thought to have the questions. I I studied abroad in France. I learned the French language in school and my father's from Haiti, but it makes me think of kind of the, the French way of living your life to enjoy it. And to really like not be hustling all the time, to be able to go and have that lunch where you're going and having a wonderful meal with other people. You're actually taking a moment to soak in what would be simple in life and allow that to actually lead to where your passion and your purpose show up as well. And allow your trust that you can be, you can be a full-blown human. You don't have to just be one version of yourself uh, to show up in the Mm -hmm. world. And we've seen it play out over the last year in certain ways. We are now having to reinvent how we operate each day. And we had to do it like, you know, (laughs) the drop Uh of a dime. um, And over and over. Right. That we have the ability to really look at, look around and say, okay, what is actually important to me? Like I've been taught to operate at, you know, 150 miles an hour, but do I need to, Hmm. does that work for me? Is that healthy for me? Is that healthy for me and the people that matter to me? Is that how I want to move forward? So I think on an individual level, but I hope And I think we've been seeing it on a collective level too. I think we're being, we're in a spot where we have to kind of reassess how we want to show up in the world so it can make room for us to actually make this life worth living.
it doesn't need to be all or nothing. It can feel that way. And I think as we are trying to shove everything into every moment of the day, we feel like if we miss one of those moments, we are a failure. This isn't about perfectionism. This is literally about allowing yourself to live and breathe and be yourself and, and hopefully live a life that is uniquely you that you can really feel excited about when you go to bed every night. Mm-hmm. And I'm even thinking how much having passion, which I really feel like is just being yourself and having things you're interested in that you find fulfillment in, enjoy in, it adds so much to those responsibilities and roles. So let's yes. say, you know, and this is for motherhood, this is for work, you know, you would be missing. You would be missed, I think is the, the actual word. Like if you're living a life of self, like a strong sense of self and living that out with passions, you can bring that to your work, to your parenting, to, to your faith, whatever it is. And, and that is something that will not be replaceable. Like someone else can come in and fill the, the literal to do shoes, but not you. And yeah. that's actually the part that you can take with you and put into a different role For in a different sure. season and a different circumstance. So that way you're not left scrambling too. For sure. And right. for any of the people pleasers out there, hello, I'm with you. I got it. <laughs> this can be scary that you feel like, you know, but I'm holding so much. And if I put it down, other people are going to be let down by that. There is something that is so, again, so beautiful about people witnessing you live in that full sense of yourself. The thing I have learned is you have no idea who's watching. You have no idea who's influenced influenced and impacted by the decisions that you make to get closer to who you are. It's not just for you. The ripple effect is as far and wide, um, deep and far and wide. So I, I think a lot of women are feeling a lot better now because they're like, okay, Go this ahead. is within my reach. This is something that I can want and I do want, but at the, now I don't know where to get started. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. so what's next? I I created an actual on-demand digital workshop type thing you can go through. And there's six steps that you can go through. But, and really the reason I put that together was I feel like every time I'm talking to people, I'm like, here's where we start. You know, there's no right way or wrong way to do this. It's just the do something message that you were Mm -hmm. giving earlier. And so I really think about it in kind of three different buckets. It's really getting to know yourself, which I call me search. So research about me. I think the other part is really getting in tune with your MO, the way that you operate and how you show up, what actions you're, you're doing each and every day that you're either aware of, or you might not be aware of that are just kind of autopilot type stuff and really understand where your energy is showing up, where it's being drained in those situations. And then the third part is really understanding the air you're breathing and yes. Okay. The air, the oxygen shore, but really all the messages and all the influences that are coming in and permeating your internal environment of how you operate each and every day, having an understanding of how to really curate that. So it can really support you. So my favorite part is the me search part, because I think it's one of the most beautiful things you can give yourself is permission to get to know yourself. It's, I I like still can't quite understand how as a kid, I said this, I I, like, I very vividly remember as a kid and I lived in a condo with my mom. My parents were divorced when I was three. And so it was me and my mom living in, in the condo. And I remember I had my own little bathroom and I would get, I'd be looking in the mirror and I'd be like, the only person that has to live with every decision you make every day of your life is looking at you right now. Hmm. The person that has to, you know, you have to answer to the person that you get to hang out with. That's the person in the mirror right there. And I really encourage people to allow yourself to actually see all the beautiful nuances, the scars, the beauty marks, the, you know, the wrinkles, all the, all the things that have shown you what 
is uniquely you and how you've lived your life, like get to know them and love them Mm. and embrace them. And I also add this to the mix, the beauty in holding space and honoring pain and grief, because it's what makes us human beings that can actually enjoy and live and embrace the beauty of living. Those are the things that actually add that kind of depth to who Mm -hmm. we are as people. Mm -hmm. And so I think really allowing yourself to not be afraid of that. And I understand, trust me, I, I, we want to avoid it, but it comes out anyway. It It, it comes out screaming. It comes out screaming in ways that you don't want it to often when you're shoving it down. And this is from somebody who grew up in a, you know, in an abusive, uh, I shouldn't say physically abusive environment, but emotionally, mentally, verbally abusive environment for much of my childhood. My stepfather was, was a really difficult influence. I've been in therapy since I was a little kid, but in the last few years, actually allowing myself to shine a light on those times that I had shoved down for so long gives me the power back to make the decisions to operate the way that I value and who I am, not operating from wounds that I wasn't acting like existed. Wow. And so I really encourage people to get to know the, you know, the beautiful parts and the more difficult parts. And really in the more difficult parts, I know you, you had kind of living wholeheartedly last month, I believe like you're sweet understanding that to do that, you have to, you have to just embrace all of who you are. Yeah. And it doesn't mean you're going to be happy about it. It doesn't mean it's going to be, you know, all the smiles and it's going to feel good, but oh my goodness, does it give you so much insight into who you are? This episode is brought to you by Shopify, whether you're selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing. However you cha-ching from the launch your online shop stage all the way to the, we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I had not, even though I spent a whole month on that theme, I never thought of it that way. Just like being whole is it's it's both the the good and the the hard. It's like taking the hard looks at yourself and seeing the not so pretty parts, which enable you to move forward and give you permission, I think, to to find more of what really makes you who you are. I love that you're taking that back to identity too. Sure. So knowing yourself, me search, that is awesome. Yes. When you when you talk about getting in tune with your MO, what is yes. that? What does that mean? Well, this kind of taps into a little bit of that robot mode, that autopilot mode. It's really getting to getting to allow yourself to understand how you operate in the world and how that impacts both yourself and those around you. Hmm. One of the ways I think about this, and it's funny because I I would say the MO and the air you're breathing tend to, to kind of dip in and out of each other, especially if in our culture tends to make you want to be more like, more like assimilate with people, fit in instead of stand out and be you. So a lot of times those things can feel intertwined. And so that's why I start with get to know yourself first. 
Try not to put that too much in the outside world. It's like kind of reading your own diary that you didn't know you were writing in the me search part. But the MO part is how does that stuff show up? Whether it shows up that you're operating in opposition to that identity you learned all about and really understanding, okay, why, why am I doing that? How am I doing that? Witnessing and noticing is different from judging and shaming. And, you know, I think a lot of times what we think there's this binary between being glorified and being vilified. And we do that in the outside world where we, you know, put people up on pedestals and then just do it to knock them down. But we also do that to ourselves that we're either wonderful or we're awful. And really we're neither we're right in the middle. We're human. And so witnessing how those things, those parts of your identity show up in the actions that you take, the choices that you're making every day, how did those have an impact both on your internal understanding of your identity and living out what, you know, what you want to be living out in your passion and your purpose, but also how do they create those energetic exchanges, but also like reciprocal exchanges with those around you. And so that's kind of the MO part is really understanding and witnessing yourself and how you show up in the world. Mm -hmm. Again, seeing the whole, and then, you know, part of that too, you talked about understanding the air you're breathing. And so that's just where other people's expectations maybe and shoulds are coming into play. What you believe about yourself and your possibility. What else am I missing there? I like to use the word influences as well. So the things that are influencing the way that you're living in your life. And so the external forces, programming or conditioning. So socialization Mm. and conditioning that you get, whether it's those type of things that we get so early before we even know we're making conscious choices or it's stuff like you see on TV. So I think that that part of how, how you think about who am I, how am I showing up in the world? And also how is the world showing up around me? And how is that Mm. influencing the way I look back at my decisions and, and my identity? And here's the other thing. All of this can feel like such a huge bite to take, right? Yes. This isn't a like one-stop shop. This Mm -hmm. isn't like a five minute thing. The, the, the on-demand program I talked to you about was really about the research part. It was really about giving yourself some kind of fun, light and airy ways to just start tapping into it. I always tell people to think about it like your own little science experiment. Allow yourself to just gather data around you and test little things. Dip a toe in the water when you want to try to do, you know, make an action a little bit differently or, or witness yourself showing up in some value or strength that you have. You don't need to like <laughs> decide one day, okay, I'm going to shift all of this and expect for yourself to show up as a different person tomorrow. It's literally, again, it's about that progress. It's about that path. It's not about the mountaintop. It's about the steps, the next best step you're taking to get to the path that you need to take. Mm-hmm. And this goes back to something you brought up earlier is, is trust, how that's such an essential part of the process and the path that like these little uncoverings that you're doing, well, they're necessary one, because I think they help you really spot the seeds of passions that you can then, you know, stroke and try to get it to, you know, go into a full flame there, but also it helps you anchor into knowing there's more out there. And then the trust factor has to come in, right? Like this is all amounting to something, What do you have to say about trust? Oh, so much. (laughs) I will say that trust is, is a word that I feel like I'm in a wrestling match with a lot of times in my Mm -hmm. own personal self-development type journey. It's a beautiful thing. It's a tricky thing. It's a word that you've heard a lot in your life, but it isn't always something that has been rewarded for you to be paying attention to your own version of self-trust. 
a lot of it has been to trust everything outside of yourself to lead you in the right direction and not to trust what's inside you. And so that word, again, like I was saying, if people use a word in a bunch of different ways, it has a different meaning. So really for me, what I've been doing lately has been really trying to foster that sense of self-trust and trusting that those kind of those embodied feelings, the things when your body is showing up for you, that your mind doesn't have to convince it otherwise, mm-hmm. that you can actually believe in what your gut is telling you. You can believe in yourself and, and honor the fact that like you are who you are. And that is enough from the jump. Like there is nothing else you have to do to make yourself worthy and enough than to just be a person. Because I think a lot of times we have designated our trust and our worthiness and our belief that we are a viable influence or thought, you know, thought leader in our own brains to external accolades or certifications or receipts elsewhere instead to actually be like, Hey, you know what? I know what I've lived. I am the expert in my life. I've lived it every, again, the little kid in the mirror. I've lived my life today. I know so much about myself. The more I can learn about myself, the better. And to witness myself operating in alignment with the things I've learned gives me more trust. Hmm. Witnessing myself, even when you're falling, even when you're stumbling, falling on your face and making a big mistake, witnessing yourself stumble and fall, survive it, right? And even feel the pain, have the scrapes, all that stuff and get back up. I think a lot of times we skip, we say, oh, when you, the whole conversations about, you know, failure is like, keep failing. And then, you you know, fail nine times, just get up a 10th. Great. But like, we forget about the whole, like fail, you're cut up, things hurt. You need to grieve. You need to hold space. You need to care for yourself. You need to allow for you to really feel like you are sturdy enough to get back up again. And that after you fall, that you're going to not forget that you fell the last time. Just trusting all those things that show up that you don't necessarily need to just, again, flip a switch and now you're fine. That all of these things are part of the beautiful fabric that becomes who you are. And those are the Mm. things that help you inform your decisions. I have spent so much of my life when I was trying to be the best version of what somebody else thought and saw, I was trying to reason myself away from my gut always. Mm. And so what happens in that is you're kind of operating on fear. You're trying to, you know, set up a wonderful case against your gut the whole time. And so what I I would also say, as we're talking about this stuff is to allow yourself that time and that space to feel through the kind of icky feelings, which might be fear, which at this point for me, I've kind of befriended the icky feelings because I feel like they have so much more to teach me because I've avoided them for so long, but to allow those things to run their course, that it's not a bad thing for you to feel fear. It's not a bad thing, especially for women on here. It's not a bad thing for you to feel anger. Anger has so much to teach you Mm -hmm. and allow yourself to have that go through your body and teach you what it has to teach you. Because on the other side of it, there's so much wisdom that you've been holding the whole time, that you haven't been able to look at. Oh, that was so beautifully said. I'm sitting here and I, I feel the passions radiating from you. I, I I can see it in your eyes and like your whole body, like you talked about. Can you name a few of them for us just before I, I have a final question for you, but I'm like curious, like if you were to name them, what would they be? Passions can show up in the smallest things. So the values that I choose to embody and also have embodied my whole life, but have been trying to you know suppress or make them look a certain way have been belonging. Hope, freedom, understanding, and acceptance, which is where all that nuance and that critical thought comes in to actually be able to ask a bunch of questions and and really get down and dirty with the information and understand things. And then finally, it's connection. And so (laughs) the ability to tap into those five things I've learned about myself and do that in a way that I'm not trying to be anybody else. I'm literally just like, hey, I'm here. 
I do really well at being present in the moment. Mm-hmm. And so a big part of all those values for me is really to tap into them and say, okay, am I going to gut check that this fits this? Sure. If I need to, but also I've learned that if something is about belonging, I, it, I like fireworks inside my body go off. We're yeah. super excited. So I really encourage people if they're trying to figure out what, what their passion is, like, try not to think that you just have to, by the end of listening to this, you're like, got it. Allow yourself to massage it out a little bit. Allow yourself to kind of go through some of these exercises, go through those three steps of understanding who you are, how you're operating and showing up in the world and what's going on around you and see what kind of themes keep showing up. I, I would bet that they've actually been tapping at like the back of your brain for a while. They've been like that, that person in the back of your shoulder building, Hey, what about this? And you're like, shh. You're not helping me right now. I got to get, I got to get these 15 things done today. We can't do that right now. A lot of times, so much of these things have been showing up in your life over and over again. And they're wonderful friends of yours. They might've felt like a pestering thing, but they really are just help telling you, you are incredible at these things. You are meant to be here to do these things. What I love so much about what you just listed is, well, first for starters, we're in so much alignment and, and how we view like the, the pattern of where we start and what matters and identity yeah. and all that. But those passions can be transplanted to so many different mediums. This, when we talk about having a passion, it's, it's, it's more about who you are than what you do specifically, because it can take on many different shapes and it can be adapted to many different seasons. It's never about one definable thing. Uh, So I love all of what you just shared because it can be that way. And that's what I really hope women can leave with is that also gives you permission again to look deeper, like we talked about, so that you can figure out what those seeds are. What are the themes, the things that have been knocking on the back of your head for your whole life and, and really lean into them and cultivate and see where it leads you. I know I just went on my own little rant about that, but Hey Nikki, this has just been fabulous. I think we're passionate about a lot of the same things. And I, I always like to ask my guests a final question. What are you working on right now? Personal development wise. So one is that trust, that self-trust. And I have, what I've learned about myself in this process is that in this process of, so I started my own business five years ago. So I feel like when you're starting your own business, it's really, you're, you're getting to know yourself on a level that you didn't oh, yeah. know you were going to know. It's crazy um, how, how much that does. Yeah. Yeah. Does and that. when I work with women on their leadership stuff, a lot of people are like, well, you know, I'm not trying to be a leader. I'm like, but you are, you're leading your life. So either way, whether you have a business or not, once you start investing in the business of you, you're going to start really uncovering a whole bunch of things. And I think a big, big part of that is really trusting those parts of yourself that you've shut off or shunned away. So for me in particular, I have been standing in the way. I've been like holding the door back from me being able to really activate so many great things that I know are on the other side. And I've allowed some of them to come through, but I, I believe that again, we're in a progress state. So there's definitely so much more to come through. So that trust piece is a huge part of it. The other part of this is like, I, I feel like I'm going back to like, I don't know, 16 year old me, but I, I have like detached from my body. And I think a lot of women at some point in their lives, it could be much earlier than that, detach from their bodies. And, and so much of what I talked about was like so much wisdom coming from your body. But if you've like detached or numbed yourself from it for whatever reason, if it's a traumatic experience or literally just like 17 magazine telling you all the things that are wrong with you from the jump, like there, it makes a lot of sense that, that we as women don't necessarily honor the amazing power that we have in our bodies. And so one of the 
One of the things that I'm focusing on this year, the amazing facilitator and leader, Elizabeth Dialto, who does work in embodiment. And so I've been wow. really tapping into her work around the wild soul movement is where it starts. She also does a lot of work around like body movement and really getting to know like what the sensation of like your hand on your face feels like, like it's not, <laughs> it's not some, you know, majorly revolutionary thing that's super difficult to do, but it's a majorly revolutionary thing for your mind and your belief in yourself. If you are anything like me, where you have separated yourself from your body. And so that those two things, I would say the kind of self-trust work has been, it's been huge and, and really getting tapping back into what is the well of wisdom of my body has been super important. And with all that, for my business, my hope is to actually revamp this business in a way that aligns with those things rather than trying to, what I find myself doing, especially in moments we were talking about, if you're that woman who's sitting there, like, where am I supposed to find the time for this? Like when I'm in that moment, I just like lock back into what I call corporate Nikki mode. So if you start going back to kind of autopilot survival instinct stuff, it's really hard to honor those values. It's really hard to honor those passions because you put a lot of times, at least for me, I put those things last. And so it's been really trying to be intentional about how do I set up my business? And if you don't have a business, how do you set up your day, your life, your priorities in your mind? How do you set up your relationships and how you you know, balance duties within your home so that you can honor those values and those passions? Because really, those are the things that will lift everybody up around you, not it just really you. does. Oh, no better way to end than that. Oh, Nikki, nice. this has been such an enjoyable conversation. I would love to have you back. And you totally hit on some things. I'm like, yeah, I, I need to work on that embodiment. We actually are going to have an interview with someone, a therapist on that in a few months. So yes. I'll, I'll let you know when it's out. And I, I'm going to look up Please. Elizabeth Dialto too, to kind of look into her work too. Where should people go who are interested in, in seeing how you are unfolding and, and you know, what you, how you'll pivot to and all of that, yes. where should they go? Well, I will say this. If you are a podcast listener, which hello, I'm assuming you are. Yeah. I have a podcast called Checkbox Other. We did, I don't even know how many interviews. We had a bunch of interviews with, some, with amazing people talking about the times in their life where they feel like they don't fit in a specific box or category. So mm-hmm. if it's something you're interested in, I definitely encourage you to go Checkbox Other. It's all based on the times in my life where racially ambiguous, <laughs> so many aspects of who I am. I call myself a hybrid human. I had to check that box other when people are telling me that I need to pick one thing that defines yeah. who I am. So for the podcasters that want to stay in podcast world, definitely have a listen to that. I would love for your ears in there. NikkiInnocent.com. So Nikki with two Ks and an I and an innocent, which is the opposite of guilty. That's where you can find me on the internet. And then also on social media, I'm at Nikki Innocent on all the things. So I would love to hear from you on and on my website, you can sign up for the newsletter. So you get information um, from us when new stuff is coming out. Great. I can't wait. I can't wait to see like how, you know, I'm guilty of putting the cart before the horse all the time. I go into corporate Monica mode. Now that you said that I've never been in the corporate world, yes. but corporate Monica has, you know, reigned a lot of my life. So <laughs> I I've been thinking about that too, you know, doing the deep work and how it can translate in all ways from business to time management to parenting, all the things. So again, I'm just so grateful for you and this friendship that we've, we've cultivated over the internet and I'm grateful you'd be on. So thank oh my you. Goodness. Thank you. Thank you. I am like so joyous. And thank you for all of you for taking the time to listen. I appreciate you. Even though I don't know you, I can feel you through (laughs) this. So thank you. 
I hope this episode gave you the hug and kick in the pants that you need to grow. I absolutely love talking to Nikki because you can feel that passion coming through. And wasn't it so hope-giving that these passions don't have to be so narrowly defined? It can be about your values and what's important to you, which all goes back to why it's so essential that we know who we are. Right, my friends? That is why the foundation of everything we do at About Progress goes back to identity. So I'm telling you, I can't wait to drop Finding Me, my course on identity, how to help uncover who you are and what you were made to do. It's going to drop March 31st for just a few days for founding student launch, and it's going to go up in price. So watch for that. If you want to be the first in the know behind the Strive Hive, get on my go-getter newsletter by going to aboutprogress.com forward slash go-getter. I'm now going to share the progress pointers from this episode. This is where I share the notes that I took so you don't have to. Number one, everyone has passions inside them and passions can change and don't need to be groundbreaking. Two, don't force yourself into passions. It's an constant uncovering. Three, a passion is a spark when you feel like yourself. Purpose is how you apply it. Four, Having passions likely means slowing down. Five, start small, do something. Six, get to know yourself via me search and make room for the good and the bad. Seven, get in tune with your MO, how you are operating in the world. Eight, understand the air you're breathing, what's in your environment and how it's affecting you. And nine, trust the messy process trust what is growing inside you, and seek for moments of alignment. What a great conversation. Nikki, thank you so much for being on the show. We have linked to all things Nikki in the show notes, which you can always find within your app or by going to aboutprogress.com forward slash podcast. I am so excited to teach my class on decision-making. It's really interesting to see how we can get so easily paralyzed from the smallest to the biggest choices that we are facing in our lives. I want to help you uncover the lies that are holding you back to making good and confident decisions and teach you my two secrets to becoming a confident decision-maker. That's at aboutprogress.com forward slash free class. I am so glad that you are listening, my friends. Go and do something And remember, life is about progress, not perfection. And one other thing to note is that class on... Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games.